0: He said to give him something spooky <laughs> That was the night that the skeletons came to life. <laughs> the bones are their money and so are the
1: worms. The worms are, no, your the, hair, the worms are the worms are their dollars. The worms are their dollars? Yeah. And they pull your, they hair, pull up, your hair
0: up, but, but not, not out. out. I, it kills me it kills me when he like does the hands across like, <laughs> yeah, but out. like he's like <laughs> emphasizing yeah <laughs> uh, that sketch that sketch hit so hard for me because I like growing up was exposed to Johnny Cash at a very young age mm-hmm. and like walked the line and all that stuff. And so whenever it got to the point where he was like, oh, he's like, he's ruining his, his,
1: <laughs> you know, walk the line moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: I just like was crying laughing. Because and that was, like, that was the yeah.
1: first sketch I ever showed you from that show. Yes, that was the first one you'd true. ever seen. So I think maybe that's also why it resonated with. It, I mean, it's, it, I think it's probably my favorite one too. Just like. And it's fitting. Yeah. It's fitting for this episode too. Because it's. it's it is, it's spooky it, season. It's spooky season, baby. It's uh, it's Halloween. We're recording this the night before Halloween, and it's going to go up on Halloween. So if you're yep. listening to this on Halloween, Isaac, say it with me. One, two, three. Happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy, Happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy trunk or treat. Happy Jesus ween.
0: I saw, I saw someone. <laughs> Jesus ween. I saw <laughs> someone tweet that uh, trunk or treats are the most depressing thing because it indicates that we don't live in a walkable uh, walkable walkable community country anymore. Everything is just a parking lot. It's, it's like, also
1: depressing because it's nowhere near as fun as trick-or-treating. Yeah,
0: for real. People people used to like have fun. People used to go door-to-door. We drank water out of the hose. Don't waste my motherfucking time.
1: <laughs> Did you drink water out of the hose? Uh, yeah, probably. You don't yeah, but we, you
0: don't remember it specifically
1: no i think the bacteria in the hose ruined my memory so we probably See, did it was it tasted so good it, at, Dude, on, in the summer days you know in the alabama heat that i grew up in it yep. hit, It would hit some days yeah anyway um yeah. this is flyover film country i'm Isaac sims <laughs> I'm, I'm walter lyle
0: olivia quote unquote could not <laughs> fit it into her schedule <laughs> to watch the concert <laughs> watch the country she was like i didn't intend it for this way yeah yeah, yeah i'm i'm throwing her under the bus out of um uh, good,
1: in, All in, in, good in, fun. in good humor yeah it, she it, she's not a fan of horror no so. she is not every time that we've done an episode something even like horror adjacent like uh i'm trying to think of like a recent one that like we made her watch for I think an she episode watched halloween right yeah, yeah 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 uh yeah you're right um that was yeah, that was last year. Um, yeah, so we'll give her that. Yeah,
0: but no, we were just the the Conjuring is scarier, argu- arguably than Halloween. oh yeah, oh yeah, big but. time. Yeah, so but it is it's suspect that you know no, yeah. I'm just kidding. i yeah, I raised could, I, 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 ever, I,
1: fur, I furrowed my brow when she sent us that. I'm like hmm, 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 hmm. we'll see, we'll see. Yep. Anyway, um,
0: <laughs> it's it's I'm frustrated too because we just for the listener we've been trying to schedule both this our horror episode for halloween mm-hmm. and vengeance which we are covering after we were not mm-hmm. like tonight as of but, the recording of this episode but after this episode we are going to record vengeance the new bj novak film at some point mm-hmm. and i have so many thoughts about that movie and i want us all to get on yeah yeah, yeah i think we're going to later this week we are but yeah it's also yeah it's just uh I'm I'm very know, I'm, excited I'm, for I was that like, one. We could do
1: it tonight instead. Yeah. And then she was like, No, y'all just go ahead and do it. Yeah. Well, we well, she was we like, need I have we to We need so. to do a Halloween movie. We I think we meant to do maybe like at least one more like Halloween type episode this month. And then yeah. we just didn't have time. Cause in case your listeners forgot, you are a dad. Um I'm a dad. of how old is how old is your daughter now? She's almost three months. Almost three months, yeah, which takes up a lot of time and yep. energy. So yep. um she's so cute she's the best yeah squishy little cheeks very good baby and then smell good too that's like that's what people who (laughs)
0: like young people who are expecting their first um a lot of people we go to church with are expecting their first i just tell them like hey they just smell like i mean after you bathe them especially you're gonna have your honker pressed up against that baby all the time it's like yeah just smelling and kissing and all that stuff so yeah anyway yeah between olivia um and her the the very legitimate demands of her job, and then mm-hmm. my uh, taking taking my little baby to the ER with my awesome wife,
1: which I'm so glad it's been she's wild. okay, yeah. yeah, she's great, it's fine, yeah.
0: it's all good, yeah. Um,
1: Conjuring, the Conjuring, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of a no brainer. It's like this. I think the first time I saw it, I don't think I saw it like when it came out because I didn't like horror movies around that time. I didn't get into horror movies until I was in college, but um. When I finally saw it, I'm like, this is like the, the, at least in the modern sense, the quintessential horror movie, like hits yep. all the right notes. And it, and, I, and I was like, man, I know like as soon as this was released, this is like an instant modern classic. Like this is, yep. in my opinion, sits up there with like The Exorcist and Halloween and Friday the 13th, like all of that. Like, of course, they're all those are all very different types of movies. But yeah, no, this this sits amongst the best. So yep. um. Yeah. Yeah. This is it's not just one of my favorite horror movies. It's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it many times. Um, and I I texted y'all this last night. I was uh traveling uh this past weekend and I I got in my hotel room at like 1030. I had gotten like a cup of noodles and a ginger ale from the little store in the hotel, like in the lobby Nice. and went into my hotel room. And at like 1045 started the conjuring, like, like by myself on a Saturday night in the hotel room. Nice. Um, and it was like, I'm not really scared by it anymore, I guess, cause I've seen it so many times, but like, I just, I, from a filmmaking perspective, like it's just, it's just so like James Wan is a master of the craft. So no, um I, I have a
0: couple of questions. Okay. Um, one is about James Wan, one is about horror in general.
1: Bo- okay, yes. What, Before what was, hold yeah. on, hold on. Remember these questions, write them down if you have to, because I want to do a little synopsis of the movie if that's okay for anybody okay. who hasn't seen it. also spoilers ahead, obviously, if you haven't seen The Conjuring. Um But do you wanna do you warning, want warning, <laughs> warning give Isaac, give your fastest synopsis of this movie you can possibly do in one sentence well and they open with the annabelle yeah um yeah
0: no i'm I, i'm that's I'm not already, already trying sentence. to go into too much detail <laughs> they establish Ed and lorraine is like the demonologist right at the yes. beginning. it's very scary um because you are in a world where these supernatural things from the devil and demonic forces are real which is part of the power of the movie Mm -hmm. um and then they get called out to the i forget their their name uh the the family um the parents yep the parents home and then they have to um long and short they have to exercise the demon out of the mom Mm -hmm. and that's the Mm -hmm. movie that's the the house and that's basically it
1: yeah, and this is based on a true story. Like there are there is real footage, meaning pictures and videos of the investigation of the Warrens at the Perrin home. Of course, James Wan and Hollywood took uh we can call them creative liberties with the storytelling in this. The main one, and I didn't know this until a few years after like I'd first seen the movie and was like in love with it. Um, but so in the movie, the Warrens basically almost like live with the parents for a few days to investigate and, and eventually exercise the demon. But in real life, the Warrens, uh, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, were there for one night and their presence apparently made the demons, the demon activity so much worse that the parents immediately kicked him out. And then the parents continued to live under paranormal oppression for several years until they were able to finally just move out of the house and then it stopped. So, so yeah, that is, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) Ed Warren did not perform an exorcism in the basement of their house and banished Bathsheba, the witch from, (laughs) from the parent mother's body.
0: Do you happen to know if they, if the witch really killed her son in the
1: lake? Yeah, that's, I think it's, uh, I can see that being. A I think it's debated. Well. I think it's debated. I don't. I, I think that is like a a legend, but I don't know if it can ever be proven. Um, I do think that there is, like, it is. I think tentatively agreed upon that there was some kind of occult activity, like maybe in the late, you know, when the house was built, like in the late 1800s or something like that. But yeah, uh, you know, there's there's no really true way to know. I think the scariest thing about this movie. Upon rewatching it last night was that I completely forgot that Joey King was in this movie. Mhm. Yeah, a little <laughs> Joey King and she's played. really good. She's and she is fantastic. And yeah, I She's phenomenal. As a big fan of the Kissing Booth series, uh it was it was okay. jo- it was <laughs>
0: All right. I know you had to get it in, but I'm I'm steering us back on track before we go too far.
1: The kiss, Kissing Booth is obviously like, we know those are not good movies, and Joey King plays the lead role in that. And so I, knowing that like, that's kind of what she's known for now, seeing her in this more serious, like obviously more serious role as a much younger actress, kills it. She's impressive.
0: I she, think that- Very good. In, in, in general, this is my these are my only thoughts about okay. Joey King because I haven't seen the Kissing Booth series. I haven't seen very many. You got to watch him with her. Hey, we'll we'll watch him together whenever <laughs> we're burping our kids together yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen her in that many movies, but I know that she showed up in Bullet Train earlier this year, and I, I knew that she. Uh, she she she's just had kind of like an interesting career post the conjuring because I know yeah. that a lot after this movie a lot of people were like dang she was really good and mm-hmm. then that got her a lot of jobs but her career has just been interesting and not like a super respectable trajectory I guess as a right uh, as a leading woman young woman right uh, right anyway, that's my those are my only thoughts <laughs> about yeah. her she other than yeah she's really good in this movie she,
1: yeah she was great I I think I mean. There was really no acting in this movie that stood out to me as bad. Of course, you have heavy hitters like uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson um, mm-hmm. as the you know the leads as Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, but all of like the the kid actors, very good. All the the daughters uh, and the the young men who played them, they're all very good. So yeah, yep. yeah, the okay.
0: the the family, the family dynamics are are really. Good too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm I'm pulling up her name because she deserves. Um, Lily Taylor, who plays Carolyn, is mm-hmm. phenomenal. Ron I, Ron Livingston is good in anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he's kind of underrated. Like he's kind of an everyman. He's, but I really, about to say he's he always really plays like Ron Livingston. It's, it's, he's a more understated type of actor. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I think everyman is a perfect way to describe him. But he, yeah, he and um, he and Lily Taylor have good chemistry. Like a good like they're very believable as a you know parents of was it five I think five daughters no too many I'm just kidding yeah (laughs) I'm from a family Uh, of seven I can say that that's Um, true yeah yeah I forgot um yeah yeah I think they were great
0: I need to I need to go back and ask you my one question you had had questions yeah go ahead
1: how many wand movies have you seen that is a great question I mean we watched malignant a couple which I loved yeah I thought malignant was great big fan of it let me see. I really like parts of it. Uh, I, I, I that that I, yeah, let me specify. I loved Malignant for the first two acts as a horror movie and then loved it in the third act as a very campy <laughs> action movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed it more the first time. Yeah. That I saw it, but it is.
1: It's a, it's basically yep. it turns into a different movie in the third act.
0: Yep, that's what's that's what's interesting about it. Yeah. Um,
1: anyway, uh, so yeah, I've seen um, obviously The Conjuring, uh, Conjuring Two, uh, Insidious, Insidious Two. I do not. I like horror movies. I do not like slashers or like um, gorefests. Yes, yeah, so that's why I so will you not. You haven't seen Saw. I will not watch Saw. You, you'll never. You get and me to I watch need to it. watch Saw. Nope, not gonna watch it. I don't this, like being upset and those that type of stuff really upsets me and i'm not this
0: dovetails into my into my next question what was like the because flyover country is like very obviously we talk a lot about religion and sheltered bubbles all the time on this podcast what was like and and i can't believe i think we did talk about a little bit on our halloween episode but what was like the the vibe on horror for mr and mrs lyle Raising what? like a twelve year old Walter. Oh, oh, did they oh.
1: did they they're like you are not watching anything rated R that um, looks scary no, or they they my dad I know my dad my dad is a big Stephen King fan, like the books. Um so and so he he's read a lot of Stephen King and and watched a lot of his stuff. Uh my one of my like favorite memories is like when I was when The Walking Dead first came out and he watched the first few episodes and then I was old enough at that point, but I think, you know, maybe I was like early, early high school, maybe. And it would, I think it came, so I think every episode came out on on Sunday night. And so I caught up with him. And then it was like every Sunday night, it was like me and my dad, we didn't want to like hog the TV in the living room. So we go and watch the TV in there in my parents' bedroom and watch The Walking Dead every, uh, you know, every week. It's pretty cool. And it, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. I think they they protected me up to a certain age. You know what I mean? Like like obviously they didn't want me to watch The Ring when I was 8 years old, but you know, I and I, I was I was <laughs> did not like horror stuff at all, like I said mentioned earlier until I was in college. And no. so, I can remember there's one time I was walking through the living room when I was a kid while my dad was watching Signs, which is a great movie. Uh, Love and that I like movie. I, yeah, and I appreciate it as one be my favorite shows <laughs> yeah it's great but which we should we should do an episode on signs because that would be great flyover content but yeah for sure it's uh, on the list yeah so i walked through the living room and i kind of like i don't think my dad knew i was in there and i like stood behind the couch for just a minute like you know with my hands and my hips just like like oh what, what's this about i didn't say anything and it was the scene where his daughter uh goes into his goes into his room and wakes him up and she's like uh this water tastes old and there's a monster on the or there's like a I can't remember exactly what she says but like there's something in my room or whatever and like you know it's just a cute like little girl moment so he gets new water for her and then he goes up in her room and he looks out the window and there's like the silhouette of the alien standing on the roof and I absolutely lost my mind like I screamed out loud I think I scared my dad more than the movie did because like <laughs> he didn't know I was standing there and I like ran in the kitchen I was like Wah! like freaked That's out so good. yeah so like I think because of that they like didn't want me to like watch a bunch of horrors they didn't want me to have like nightmares obviously and so uh yeah they, they they didn't shelter me from it because they thought it was all evil it was just like you know until i was old enough i watched stuff yeah. but i remember one time i went home i was home at their house on, on a weekend while i was in college and i'd seen the conjuring a few times already at that point and but then i was just like watching tv with them one night and it came on tv and we all me and my parents watched it together um and it was fun so what about you
0: um horror was i i became interested in i think i've i think i've said this on the podcast before like movies in general i'm very interested in because it was just restricted so much at an early uh, at at an age where i was like mature enough to want to watch movies and like kind of watch interesting movies um because we watched a lot of dramas and then kind of like star wars star wars and lord of the rings were like the big kind of fantasy like these these are the stories that movies can tell and i was like all right well i kind of want to like Push the boundaries. So I started watching scary wh- or horror movies my senior year of high school when I just like had a ton of time in mm-hmm. the spring semester before we graduated and I ended up watching Evil Dead on Amazon Prime because I had a, I had a, uh, Kindle Fire, the first ever Kindle Fire. Hell and yeah, brother. I could just watch anything I wanted on Amazon Prime and for some reason <laughs> it was streaming like for free and I was oh, like, wow! I was like, I heard this is like the scariest, goriest movie ever and uh-huh. like. I just watched it on my tablet like doing this the whole wait, time. Which movie,
1: which, which movie was this again?
0: Evil Dead. like the Oh, Evil Dead. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. the old one. Yeah. Yeah, so but before that it was like I wanted to watch horror movies because my brother was like really interested. My older brother was really interested in horror movies mm-hmm. and he was watching like, I'm pretty sure Saw, Silent Hill um, and it's, I'm trying to remember. I think Silent Hill no, no, it was either and it's because I haven't seen these and they have, a co- they share a couple of the same words, but he stopped watching horror movies for a while because e- of either Silent Hill or The Hills Have Eyes. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's The Hills Have Eyes that he was just like, I I can't keep doing Like it was this. too scary. Yeah. 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 So yeah. James Wan's horror movies, I haven't ever seen one in theaters. Um, Conjuring came out in 13. I, we were freshmen and I just like didn't go see it. Mm-hmm. Conjuring 2 didn't see it in theaters.
1: Conjuring 3.
0: He like didn't two. direct he
1: didn't direct Conjuring Three. That's true. That's true. And it he, also went to HBO. So he good catch. he produced a few produced of it. the spin-offs from the in the Conjuring Universe. So like he and then so like he directed the first two Insidious movies, but then he only produced Insidious Three. He produced Annabelle. I'm on his IMDB. Uh he produced The Nun, Annabelle Comes Home, Curse of Law Llorona, which was so bad. And yeah, I heard it was really bad. That is based on a movie yeah. called
0: la llorona or maybe it's even called the the curse of la llorona but it's a it's thing it's spanish yeah Um, so it's it's a it's an old spanish folklore apparently really scary
1: the like the like the actual the the
0: original that it's based on before it got pulled into a conjuring verse Uh, i need i need to look that up voice is so raspy
1: no that's okay uh I, i need to look that up because i i watched i've seen every movie in the conjuring universe just because you know obviously like, I love the conjuring and there have been some some big old duds, and that was one of them which one did flanagan direct? did he do Annabelle comes home did Mike? i don't know Mike Flanagan
0: directed I'm pretty sure one he of directed them. flanagan Come, or Flanagan, flanagan comes, comes uh, home
1: <laughs> I would watch hell, that. Hell yeah. <laughs> just a biopic about Mike Flanagan's what, atheism. while you're looking
0: for that, I, I, my main point is that Saul was like one of those things where it's like this is the bloodiest thing that's ever been made and yeah. people are like, and I still haven't seen it. So I'm, I I want to experience it with someone who's either going to be as unnerved or as
1: interested as me.
0: Yeah. And I just haven't gotten there yet.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Um, I'm not seeing any of those movies on mike flanagan's i m d b he who am I thinking of I'm not sure yeah um
0: anyway we don't need to spend a ton of time on it I was No. Just, yeah that's okay I, I feel like I don't know i don't know um anyway uh, i what I really like now that I have seen some more horror movies um this has been a really good year, year for horror too yeah um i'll we'll talk about that a lot more on our end of year episode. Um, but n- n- since I have some sort of like, not a comprehensive or total, like understanding of like horror as a genre in film, but having seen kind of like a splattering of, um, samples uh-huh. of different years and like movements and that kind of thing. What I really like about James Bond and what I really like about this movie is that he, you can tell that he saw Halloween and mm-hmm. The Shining, mm-hmm. and uh, like obviously The Exorcist. Like this movie owes everything <laughs> to The Exorcist. Yeah, I was and, about to say. I think yeah. he he takes a lot from The Exorcist, especially in The Conjuring. Yeah, and boiled down, like what in the best way? What would really really terrify him? And really balance like people want to be scared when they go to a movie, and they also want to like be on edge the whole time. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about that because like, I was thinking about the shining today and the reason the shining is so good and interesting is because you, you are on edge the whole time and there aren't that even, there aren't even very many like, there's not that many scares. scares. It's just really scary because you are there in the hotel with them. Yeah. And, and I think that like the house in this movie is kind of like the hotel, like like he achieves that effect, right? Right. He just right. balances this really like it's really effective. There are like really like you know you have like a um a release of tension with each scare that mm-hmm. almost every scare is like really really terrifying mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. this movie, and you are in the house with them.
1: Yeah, and that's why it's so good. Yeah, I think like I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought about it in in reference to The Shining, but you're right. Like I'm thinking of like some of the scenes in The Shining of, like, like long takes of, like, the camera following Danny as he's on his, like, his little mm-hmm. trike, like, going down the hallways and stuff. And they, like, James Wan does a lot of stuff like that in, in some of his movies. Even, like, one of the big, be- you know, dude, if you know me, you know I'm a sucker for a good one take be- just because, mm-hmm. like, I recognize and appreciate so much, like, how much work goes into just getting one good one take, right? Because, like, there's so much that you, like, uh, um, all the actors positions lighting like camera movement all of that has to be like perfect mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of like almost come out the gate with a one take this. of course we have the annabelle intro but then after that it shows the family moving into this house and there's like a i can't remember what song it is that's playing but it's some song from the 70s as like the daughters are moving in like the camera goes under a couch that like these movers are lifting and then it like mm-hmm. goes through all, all the rooms and you kind of see like you get a whole introduction of the house and the dynamics of this family all at the same time, and it's just yep. like that's one of those like if I, if I was watching it with people, I would be like screaming. You know what I mean? Like, look at it's like <laughs> y'all you are so irritating. We are watching *Malignant* when because we I swear, Malignant, like yeah. like every every new scene, like just like the lighting was good, like the the camera movement was good. Yeah. um i'm yeah, I'm just a sucker for of that kind of stuff, and that that's it's that is one of the many reasons that like I just I love this movie. It, I, yeah. it, it captures all of that really well yeah absolutely um and and and, well and
0: this is another reason i guess this this episode may end up being you and me or me just trying to convince you to watch saw with me because (laughs) director's filmography filmographies are so important so don't you want to know like the tricks he used in saw that, I, that like led to
1: the conjuring. If it if saw wasn't torture porn, like I would, but like <laughs> I'm not. Like I've I think I've read a whole plot synopsis of saw just because like I know it's not the I, same, I, like, Man, I no, 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 no I know, I know, I know. Hold on, hold on. Too, hold on I, know, I know, same. I you know. It's not the same. It. It. I only you read it be- see those shots, because you know? I wanted to know like what was so crazy about the movie, but like I didn't want to actually see it. Like I, I want to watch what's going on in this movie. You know what I mean? I did the same thing for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> no, it was it was Infinity Wait. War. Was Infinity War because, like, I was so I hated the MCU so much, like, when Infinity War came out that out of spite, I'm like, the day the movie came out, yeah, yeah, I just read the whole like thing on Wikipedia and I'm like, cool, I know what happens now, I can like watch Spider Man later. (laughs) I don't know why,
0: I don't know why, I just like completely forgot that you. (laughs) hated <laughs> the mcu oh hated
1: it uh, uh, like for because because whenever we've been covering stuff on st- stuff from the MP- mcu i've gotten back been into pretty it on board. Yeah. yeah no i've gotten back into it over the past like few years but i got really disillusioned with it like i don't even think i watched age of ultron when it came out no here's what it was it was oh, there was one MC, mcu movie that came out pretty early on that I hated so much that I'm like I'm done. Like I'm not watching was, any more of these. Was it Iron Man Two? No, was it like I loved post- the Iron Man Avengers. movies. No, dude, it was like I didn't even watch Age of Ultron. Like I had been, the, I was, I was the, already done before that. We're, we're getting off topic. I know. I know. That's <laughs> just really. I just had <laughs> forgotten that you hated the MCU for a I Hated minute. it, and now
0: we're. I think you and I are on the same page with MCU as far as like. I've gone. A, it's
1: been a roller coaster with them.
0: Like I'm. It, it really is. And yeah. we might. You know what? Ant Man and the wasp quantum mania it seems like it's going to bring
1: you back in though like you're going to bring about back in, but i'm
0: i'm i'm worried brother
1: oh no I, it's it, it does not look it does not like Doesn't look visually look good. good yeah yeah but um but it might yeah. be good yeah, yeah. and um, I'm a big which I'm, is possible i'm a paul rudd stand, so you know same um yeah. we'll go anyway, see it together. but that sounds good
0: yes no yeah and yeah all that stuff so uh you're trying, to get, me, to, Juan, you're trying to get me to watch saul I am trying to get you to watch this <laughs> off just because who knows, man? Like, I I just want to know. Yeah, I think I need to like,
1: be like, re- I need to, is in, I'll watch it with you. If it's a day where I'm feeling really mentally healthy, <laughs>
0: like I okay, need to like prepare fair, myself fair.
1: for it. That's fair.
0: Um, yeah. I don't, movies do affect me and my mental health. Same. Um, but
1: I, I think that it is a little bit more impactful for you. Yeah, I think it is. And that's what, like, that like I try to be careful with what I watch, not because like I think it's like a sin or whatever. It's just like I, yeah, I'm trying not to put myself in a bad headspace. So, yeah, it's the same reason that I haven't watched Midsummer or a Hereditary because I hurt. Like I I like horror movies that are just that are just scary. I want to be scared for a couple hours, and then I can like go on with my day or my evening. And like I don't want to like for the next couple weeks be like really upset just thinking about like the things that I saw. This is another. This is another interesting thing. Real quick,
0: do you like the Invisible Man? The Lee One L no, I didn't movie see with it. Elizabeth I, I don't see it. Okay, it's so he was a producer. He's an actor too, but he's a producer, and he made Saw with mm-hmm. James Wan, and so he made a Invisible Man. And Invisible Man is, I think, phenomenal, and it has a lot of those like same Wan sensibilities. They just like had a bunch of the same ideas and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, a it's, okay. it's a that Um, one
1: I I I forgot just a quick
0: recommendation for you I think you'd really like it
1: um I I would like to watch that that kind of flew under the radar a little bit I feel like yes because it came out in February it made a lot of money
0: it was very popular we saw it with the pack theater Um, okay well never mind but I was just thinking about like what you said (laughs) a really interesting podcast episode to do would be like the Venn diagram of allowable horror movies (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah. (laughs) because for me it's the entire pie yeah and (laughs) And then for, for you it's like stuff that's not bloody yeah yeah yeah. Um and also not like emotionally distressing.
1: Yeah, I but live for, I live in the middle. Yeah.
0: But for Jess, it's like not bloody. But if you want to watch Hereditary or Midsommar, she's fine with that too because it's like more interesting to her.
1: Sure. Um so I just think that, I think that would be interesting. That is interesting. And like I love I think I think good examples of movies that fall in that for me would be like okay, I'll see The Conjuring. The very first horror movie I ever saw and it was in theaters was Insidious 2. Like I skipped okay. the yep. first one, and I—I I, was my freshman year of college. It, it's that's another James Wan directed that one too. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a, yeah, again, first movie, ever, first horror movie I ever saw all the way through. I only I was eighteen, only went because I took a girl and was trying to impress her, and it did not work. Just to make that clear, <laughs> no, it's
0: the, just like scream you scrumped, <laughs> the scream I scrumped. Uh, it didn't
1: work just be for for. Other reasons, but the horror, Insidious two did not help. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but it did spark. Like, even though I was really scared for like two weeks after that, like I couldn't close. <laughs> like, there's one for those of you who have seen Insidious two, you know what I'm talking about. There's one scene where like the main like demon ghost or whatever is seen as a silhouette through a shower curtain. In two, in the second, yeah, in, in Insidious two, I haven't seen the second one. I've only okay, seen okay, yeah. The first I'm one. not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. But they're like, oh, there's, okay. it's just like, it, it's a very like. It's a very good scene, but very scary for me at the time. And I couldn't yeah. I remember like as we go from freshman year of college, so it's like in my dorm room, I couldn't close my eyes in the shower for like for like a couple of weeks <laughs> afterward because I was like imagining that. So I was like, I kept getting shampoo in my eyes all the time because I couldn't close them. That's what we that's why we I mean, I
0: really want to see the next horror movie that he does. Malignant came out. I think it did go to theaters, but
1: no, I think it. I think it went straight to HBO Max. I, I, I think it came out. I think it came out, like out twenty twenty during COVID. It was,
0: it was on there. It was on in theaters for like thirty days. Did it just go straight? <sighs> I'm gonna look it up, but I because that would have been really. I probably would have liked it more if I did see it in theaters. Um, but you know, his next movie is Aquaman two, which I'm like just absolutely pumped for. Which I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I haven't Aquaman
1: seen any of the DC movies, so. Uh, but I yeah I remember I think I found out a couple weeks ago when we were watching Malignant, and then one of our friends told us that he directed Aquaman, and I was like, "What?" <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Aqu- Aqu- Aquaman really? is fantastic. Okay. I'm like, I'm not being ironic.
1: No, I believe you. Uh, it's so fun. I, I believe you, and I I just haven't I think because I have I have superhero fatigue from the MCU, and so like I'm just not I've not been interested in any of the DC stuff. Uh, but yeah, Malignant came out. Did come out in theaters and then was on HBO Max afterward. So, I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, anyway, whenever yeah. he releases another horror movie, we'll go see
0: it together. Yeah, um, I'm down. I'm down. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's enough. I I really wanted to talk
1: context, and mm-hmm. we're 30 minutes into this. Well, I think podcast, I, so to defend you, I think context is important when you're talking about James Wan and The Conjuring. Like, I think his filmography is important here, past and after post conjuring i guess yeah. in future. before and after the conjuring yeah i think it's important so yeah um so the conjuring uh we mentioned we've we've touched on it a little bit but there are several spinoffs uh that have come from the conjuring started obviously so that's why like people call it the conjuring universe because we have a we had we've had now two direct sequels to the conjuring conjuring 2 and then conjuring the devil made me do it which mm-hmm. came out last year i think and that one, or maybe 2020, but that one did come, I think, straight to streaming. And then uh, we've had a few spinoffs in uh, Annabelle. I think there's been three Annabelle movies. And then there was The Nun. I can't even remember what else. I, is did that, you see The Nun? I, I saw The Nun in theaters, yeah, because I was I, that was when I was really into the, the whole Conjuring universe. I was excited about it. And I was really scared during the movie and then it was one of those where it was like i had a lot of fun during the movie and then afterward i applied a little bit of critical thought and i'm like yeah that wasn't that great (laughs) but it was still fun um let's see oh yeah uh, we mentioned the curse of la llorona that's also i think technically in the conjuring universe um do you see the nun too because there was a second nun no there's not no no there's just one too Mm -mm. are they planning it I don't think it did well enough to to hmm. warrant a second one. Here I'm pulling up the Conjuring Universe on Arc. Do you think while you're doing that, Wait, do you think oh, The Nun 2 is going to come out next year apparently? Okay, yeah, I thought okay. I thought for sure. That yeah, were yeah, yeah. Out. Okay, what are you saying? Um do you do you
0: think one Conjuring One or Conjuring 2 is scarier?
1: Conjuring 2 has Conjuring- the, the couch scene. Conjuring 2, I think I don't know. They're too different for me to compare. Like they do have very different vibes about them, even though it's the same director and like, and it's the same, uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are in it. (sighs) I think there were, there was a little bit, there were some scenes in the conjuring Two that were less than ideal for me that made me like the conjuring or maybe think that the conjuring one is a better movie. We are back. Um,
0: I will tell the story of what happened, um, some technical difficulties uh, on our year-end episode. Cliffhanger. Yep. Just like this movie. Yeah. It's on a cliffhanger. Yeah, Is is Annabelle going to get out? Is she going to wreak havoc? Is she going to get up to no good?
1: It (laughs) actually is. I I think I was talking about the Conjuring universe and all the movies that are in it. Uh, So, yeah, so it started with The Conjuring and then Annabelle, Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, which was the origin story of Annabelle. And then, right? Yep, I think so. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then,
0: although... Are there three Annabelle movies? Annabelle yeah, there Comes are three Home? Annabelle yeah, I totally yeah.
1: forgot because they they get really forgettable. Uh, and then, yeah, so Conjuring to Annabelle Creation, <sighs> The Nun, and then The Curse of La Llorona, which is very bad. And then Annabelle Comes Home, which was also... Uh, that one, I, I saw it once. I really don't remember anything that happened and it. it was forgettable. And then the the next actual conjuring movie, The Conjuring the Devil, made me do it, which came out last year in 2021, and it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I opinion. I think I
0: I think I gave it like
1: three out of five or something like that. I yeah, do I do yeah.
0: think that the the witch is very scary. And I think that was the right direction for them to go. Like, okay, we can't keep doing ghosts. Yeah. So let's do let's do like a real person. Who sure, is, sure. I'm, I'm you know, consumed, so.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with them switching it up. I just think it could have been done a lot better. Yes, yeah, no, That's I agree. my opinion. Um, um, but The Nun 2 is coming out. It's supposed to come out next year. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe it'll uh, be like,
0: I, maybe it'll be better than the first because like word on the street is that Annabelle 2, it's either creation or comes home is good uh, and worth
1: seeing. And I've seen all of them. I might need to watch Annabelle Comes Home again because maybe I maybe I was too harsh on it. But Annabelle Creation, I think, was fu- in my opinion fine. I don't know. They've all been anything that James Wan did not direct is just not as good as the ones that he did direct. Yeah. For um, sure. And I want I did want to talk about Annabelle for a minute because she is in The Conjuring, um, so it's not technically a <laughs> a tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel about? The Annabelle scenes in The Conjuring, you can tell that it's so.
0: You can tell that they are, they they know well, and that's what's so interesting about his filmography, is that at The Conjuring, at the time of The Conjuring, Insidious, that's crazy. Insidious came out in two thousand ten. That's crazy old. Um they it hits hard it's very popular Mm -hmm. and so warner brothers is like okay we know that this guy's gold he like because between saw and insidious like dead silence and death sentence like he's trying to do more of the same and it wasn't quite hitting right and then with insidious he tapped into this sort of like supernatural like (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is some scary shit type of type of horror that it just hasn't been hadn't been done before Right. And so I think, I think the Annabelle thing to answer your question in a long winded fashion is like, we know we got gold here. We might be able to do a spinoff with this doll. It's yeah, it's, it's creepy. So let's open yeah. with the doll to hook people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I there. think so. Yeah. That's exactly what I, <laughs> and I always had the same thought, like this is basically a backdoor pilot for uh, a possible spin-off as long as The Conjuring does well and if people respond well, maybe even specifically to those Annabelle scenes. I think the opening scene, I think it was a cool intro for The Conjuring. Um, I just think it was well done. It was a good intro for... Ed Ed and Lorraine. Exactly, exactly. And I think if they had left it at that, I think it would have been fine. But then to have another scene with the Warren's daughter and... Annabelle later on felt really out of place to me. And it is probably my main and maybe only like gripe with this movie because I don't like, I don't like backdoor pilots in general. Like with TV shows or movies, and they try to do that and they try to like be like, if this does well, we'll do its own thing. You know, like I, I prefer to my media to be it to exist on its own and not try to like, it feels like a cash grab and it feels like, I don't know, it takes away some of the integrity of it, which maybe I'm reading way too much into it. Maybe that's just the way it, it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's how I feel.
0: Oh, you know what's crazy? I yeah. saw Annabelle comes home.
1: I just remembered this. Oh there's, okay. there's
0: a scene with like the whole plot of that movie is that Annabelle gets out and like everything in their crazy room. Uh-huh. You know, gets gets new life and stuff. And then by the end of yeah. it they whatever. And it ends up you end up finding out that the main character's dad died and she feels guilty and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. kind of sweet but also not super coherent um but
1: that's the other thing too it's like why do y'all have all that stuff in your basement like (laughs) (laughs) well that in that it the real life warrens and they both passed away but they had they had that like in their house they had their occult museum um i know uh, why (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, we yeah, no, it's and I, like it is addressed like I, I think it's earlier on in The Conjuring, but that journalist comes by to do a story about the Warrens. And so uh, Patrick Wilson's showing him around the you know, thing. and He's saying, you know, don't don't touch anything. And then the journalist, he asked that question. He's like, why? Why do you have all that? Why not just burn all of this or, or keep it somewhere else? And he said, it's better to keep the genie in the bottle which is, I think, is probably what the Warrens, that's probably what was their approach in real life. Right, no, I'm, I'm, I know make why,
0: it, but also there's no good reason. If you want to raise children why? and children like, open doors. <laughs> yeah
1: children open Ex- exo-
0: example a like i i became super interested in movies because i wasn't allowed to watch movies <laughs> that's yeah it's like, it's like they're gonna go in the you're gonna they're gonna go in that
1: door like anyway, obviously you know your daughter's gonna go in there yeah it's neither yeah, yeah. here nor there
0: um what is oh this is a funny thought what if there was like a like a james wan verse where you know it gets to a point where Because a lot of these are Warner Brothers movies. I think most Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah, uh, I think he probably has a deal or something with Warner Brothers. Um, (laughs) He gets to a point where it's like Insidious Monsters and then like the Warrens. And they they do like a (laughs) Spider-Man No Way Home. yeah like a multiverse of james wanbers and it's like patrick uh, wilson playing each of his characters on green screen like and then ed (laughs) warren and then the ocean master (laughs) i was about to say he he plays aquaman yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah anyway that's it's a a dumb (laughs) thought
1: but um. no that would be good I, i mean i would be just as excited as i was in in no way home. It's it that's, that's my Gen yeah. Z
0: millennial brain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is what is the scariest scene in this movie? Man, that's such a good question. Is it the staircase basement scene early on? Because the which the, the, which, the which, biggest, which one the biggest jump for me the first time I saw this movie where I was like, holy shit, was the laundry scene.
1: Yes, I think that was I think that's. That is probably one of my favorites. It's not the one that scared me the most. Was one of my favorite scares though, because of the way it like. Yeah, she's. Are you talking about where Vera Farmiga? She's hanging the laundry outside, and then the it blows the, the into sheet, her outline. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then it blows up, and it hits the window, and then like falls away, and oh yeah, dude, that that's really well done. I don't. I'm trying to remember the. I don't remember the first time. I don't remember my experience was when I first watched. I remember where I was or who I watched it with. And so I'm trying to remember like what scared me the most. I think one that got me really bad was when, you know, there's like they, they visited that wardrobe in one of the girls' rooms a lot. Uh, Cause that's where like uh, the ghost Rory was hiding and the sleepwalking daughter would like bang her head on it or whatever. And so yeah. finally they, one of the sleepwalking scenes, she's in there her sister gets her back in the bed, but then turns around and she's up on top of the wardrobe Yeah, bat bat, bat sheep is on top of the wardrobe i think i think that one got me really hard because you had never seen the demons or ghosts like face until that point and all of a sudden it's like it's it's not a slow reveal like boom it's there and you didn't expect it and it's 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 so fast
0: because it's literally it's literally like pan pan up not there pan down pan back up and she's there and it's just like it's so unnerving yeah Uh, yeah
1: yeah (laughs) yeah i think i think also one of the better scenes in this movie just because and it's not a jump scare but it's just so tense is when joey king she wakes up uh because she keeps feeling like uh something's pulling her feet and like she thinks it's her sister and then so she wakes up and she sees something in the corner like behind the door and her sister can't see it and nobody else can see it and like and this again we're going back to joey king's weirdly phenomenal acting like in this in this movie but like the way she plays it off like the pure terror that you can see on her face and like talking about and she's like it said it wants to it wants my family dead like mm-hmm. like that that one was oh that was really well done um and then i think the back to the laundry so like right after the laundry scene when it actually bathsheba like uh actually possesses carolyn and it like pukes that yeah. the go- the the ghost bile into her into her uh that one was really jarring for me at first i'm like oh my gosh that was gross like i didn't yeah. expect like something gross to happen you know like you got to have some gross stuff for sure yeah 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 so that so that was cool um there's just there're just so many so many scenes that like uh in some ways it feels like such a classic horror movie that you would think like okay i can predict what's going to happen next right and sometimes sometimes maybe you can but like Very often he'll take you on on like a he'll give you give you a um, a curveball you know and like really take you by surprise with some stuff but it still feels like a classic horror movie and so yeah there's a lot of scenes like that that I think they're just they're done really well something that I that
0: he does very well and you you get a sense of geography in almost all his movies um, especially Insidious the the really phenomenal scene in Insidious where it, and and I, would, I would be interesting it would be interesting to talk about like other directors that do this well in horror, where space is used effectively. My favorite mm-hmm. scare in "Insidious" is at the beginning when she wakes up and he's sleeping downstairs, and sh- you um, see someone walking on the balcony, mm-hmm. and then he walks mm-hmm. inside, mm-hmm. and it's this sort of like, there's that space, yeah, like according to my human logical brain he's yeah. outside nope he's inside oh my gosh what do i yeah, do yeah yeah yeah, and yeah it's yeah. the same thing later on in the movie when they move and she walks through the house yeah and you you realize like where that boy was standing yeah mm-hmm. and and also like how he got around and you see like what the house looks like layout wise this movie is the same way in terms yeah. of like the downstairs living room is huge the basement is like it all just feels like one place which i really love. right yeah
1: yeah like there's no very like,
0: shining-esque
1: yeah and physical boundaries are often broken by the ghosts or the demons right and like so there's not like it It removes like a sense of safety like there's nowhere that our that our characters can go to get away and that's and even made like they make that even clearer word. in the in the movie lorraine warren is like they're, they're, well the family's like well, well we can just move right and lorraine's like no it's attached to you like no matter where you move or where you go, like this entity is going to follow you. So uh, yeah, there's a sense of like overhanging dread throughout the whole thing where it's like, it's a, like helplessness almost, you know? Yep. Yeah. And James Wan does that very well. Yeah. He yeah. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought up that in Insidious because that, that is, I think one of my favorite scares in like all of horror movies. Insidious has, I think better scares than the conjuring does.
0: Oh uh, yeah I'd probably
1: agree I with think, that I think it's maybe because he they weren't tied to like a quote unquote true story you know what I mean like they could really just be kind of crazy with it and uh, I mean so obviously you have that that we talked about and then like I think it's kind of an iconic scene now where you have the it's uh, um, oh man, I can't remember the characters names but it's it's the mom in Insidious and her mom and they're sitting in the kitchen just talking like in the middle of the day and then all of a sudden like the Darth Maul <laughs> demon yeah, is right behind gone. her mom's head and like yeah yeah and it's like dude, dude, I, thought yeah. it, I think it's behind Patrick Wilson's head. Oh, you're
0: right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Where yeah. they look and then you realize it's like right, like yeah, you can barely see him behind yep. Patrick Wilson. And and, oh, and other so stuff. Good. Like Insidious was what he needed, you know, in terms of like this this scary world that's mm-hmm. like kind of like subterranean, sort of like upside right. down type thing. um where you go in and it's just dark and you have a lantern and there's like ghosts and dead people and demons and -hmm. then like you get that one shot of the demon in the like his like workshop yeah in the workshop and he's just like he's just grimacing and looking at him directly contact it's like it's it's those images where it's like you have a good idea and then you follow it up with like okay this is like an interesting story or like insidious i think isn't like isn't as good a movie as the conjuring right but but it's like it is it's better scares and it's more like a vehicle for scares in a good way Mm -hmm. whereas the conjuring is like a self-contained story right um, Right. i would argue so
1: no yeah i agree i think that's that's probably how i've that's definitely how i felt about it and just didn't I don't know how to phrase it like you did, but yeah, you're very correct there. Um, And I think like also what I love about James Wan is that like from just from the movies that I've seen that I like of his, like he has small casts, like the scales of these movies are not big. Um, I mean, you basically have in the conjuring, you have the parent family and Ed and Lorraine, you know what I mean? Like, and there's a couple of like side characters, but like, I mean, it's it's an ensemble. Right, right. Like there's really not, I wouldn't even call the Warrens the main characters in this movie or, or the parents. Like, it's all like it's about all of them, you know, and how how they interact. And so, yeah, I don't know. I could just talk about James Wan all day. Not saw, not saw though. (laughs) Have you seen
0: the fast and furious movies?
1: No, I don't care about, I don't
0: either. I've seen, (laughs) I've seen five and then I fell asleep before the end of seven. Mm Hmm. Um, but I want to watch seven now that I, I mean, like I knew that he directed seven, but I just, yeah, like, yeah. I don't care about those movies and I have no interest. I saw Hobbs and Shaw with some buddies and I was just like, this is just so dumb. And yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I don't, I don't like, really, I don't care about like action movies that much. So, um, yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of what... (laughs) What have we not talked about with The Conjuring yet? I don't know. I I feel like,
0: isn't there a... Isn't there a scene where he's, like, following the presence through the house? Like, isn't the sound guy
1: following the presence through the house? They're, like, it's in the third act when they're, like, it is the, the big investigation. And they're all, like... Like they're all ready. They have all the equipment and everything. And I think
0: whoever the sound guy is, like he there are just multiple times where I'm like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. I'm seeing things that don't make sense. I'm out (laughs) of here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Drew is their sound guy. Or like he's like their, he's the Warrens, like, you know, assistant or intern. I don't know. Would you want to be an intern for the Warrens? I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> like,
0: uh, well, I don't know if I want to get exposed to this stuff. <laughs> um, um, I do yeah. like how in insid- I know we're flip flopping back between Conjuring and Insidious, but I feel like we're being respectful to the Conjuring. Um, no, yeah, yeah, within the bounds of this episode. But I love how in, um, I think uh the guy who plays kekua in Malignant is one of the he might be one of like the sound guys in insidious if i'm not mistaken i know for sure Lee let me, let me Lee one up. l is one of the sound guys in insidious um but i, I like how they kind of like j- they they make the whole like james Wan's like i know i did this a couple of years ago with the sound guys but i'm kind of making some jokes i'm, I'm, it. I'm doing it again yeah, i'm just <laughs> I'm, i know it works so <laughs>
1: No, the guy you see the guy who plays Kakoa in Malignant? You think he's in Insidious? I thought he was. No, Insidious, uh, give me just a second. I want to get you the names of those two guys because though they're, they're like the the comic relief basically of of those movies. Yeah. Hold on.
0: Man, you remember at the end of Insidious when the lady is, you know, standing there in the picture with Patrick Wilson? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, so the scary. woman in black. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, so Insidious 2 is she that that's the main demon or ghost or whatever in Insidious 2. Is Insidious 2 scarier? Very glad you asked me. Or is it more of the same? It is not in a bad way. It in the best way possible. It is more of the same. I got you. Like like he kind of expands like it's it's not broke so don't fix it. Right, right. Insidious three is a bad, more of the same. Gotcha. Like not, yeah. Insidious three not great. So Lee Wanell and Angus Sampson play the the ghost hunter type guys in Insidious. They're not in, yeah, in Malignant. Um, Insidious two focuses a lot more on Patrick Wilson's character, like in his like kind of like his childhood and I, i'm not i'm trying, I'm trying not to spoil too much for you. yeah but well i'll but watch it should, at some point so yeah. you should definitely definitely watch it and, and in a weird way you know like that was the first horror movie i ever saw meaning that i saw insidious 2 before i saw insidious 1 and in a weird way it still made sense to me like after i watched like it references insidious 2 references some things that happen it explains some things that happen in insidious 1 that like after you finish Insidious 1, you're like, wait, they never explained how that happened. Well, Insidious 2 does that. And so it's kind of cool to watch Insidious Two first, first. Huh. And then watch the first one and be almost like a prequel. And be like, oh, oh I remember that from, yeah. you know, from that or whatever. So, yeah. um, and watching Insidious 2 in theaters, like that was, that was really good. Very yeah. good experience. Yeah. I wish I could have seen The Conjuring in theaters. Same. Yeah. Uh, so you, have you seen all of the... Conjuring universe movies then? Um, no, I have not. And okay. I, d- this is, I don't know.
0: I'm sure some of them are better than like, you know, the Marvel stuff that we <laughs> cover, but <laughs> I don't really intend to. That's fair. Unless like it is t- to your point earlier, it is that sort of horror is the sort of horror that, um, you know, Jess really enjoys.
1: So I right. think we may, I don't know. Yeah. We may if- get to it. Um, I would say the ones that you don't need to watch, you don't don't watch. La Yarona, it's not good. Uh, you can skip Annabelle Creation. Annabelle Creation was fine. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I've seen Annabelle Creation more, but I've, I'm thinking Annabelle Comes Home might have been a slightly better movie. Mm-hmm. The first Annabelle I remember really scared me in theaters, but on rewatch, it didn't scare like nowhere near as scary as i remembered it yeah and then conjuring 2 obviously great uh i i don't think it is as good as the conjuring one but it takes a lot of the same elements and different elements to you know make it a Mm -hmm. make it its own thing and then yeah devil made me do it i'm just not i'm not big on that one either so yep makes sense yeah yeah makes sense
0: yeah um Yeah, yeah yeah Well, last, last kind of thing about the extended universe or what have you. mm -hmm. Definite recommend for, uh, what's it called? Invisible Man.
1: Yes, I, I, I do. I do need to watch that.
0: Lee L also directed and wrote a movie called Upgrade that is really good. It's like really, really solid sci-fi action Mm. and it's like tight and fast and Re, like really great camera work and it uh-huh. leads into invisible man for him so definite definite definitely check out both those and i'm not sure what he's working on now but he's i've just like really loved him ever since i saw both of those i didn't know that he like he acts was a, a writer too with like James yeah, he, yeah. and like blumhouse like it, we haven't really talked about blumhouse and that's kind of on us but that him in him in uh James Wanner, like in Blumhouse's house, so to speak.
1: Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Cause like I didn't know that he, I, I only recognized him as the funny guy from Insidious. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I didn't know that he did a lot more. So I apologize to Lee 1L and put some respect on his name.
0: Upgrades getting he's, a TV series and then he's remaking Escape from New York and The Green Hornet. That's uh, Lee 1L.
1: He's remaking Green Hornet. Mm hmm. Because I, I know this is a hot take. I really liked the the Seth Rogen Green Hornet. I'd be down it. to watch it at some point. It was like, I remember it, when it was coming a, out, and I just never got to it. It's not. We a, were I'm in a, high school, right? Yeah, I saw it in high school with one of my friends in theaters, and I thought it was like. But I I, I was in high school, so maybe if I watch it as an adult, it wouldn't be as funny. But I I remember it being being funny. Yeah, so, that's know. so. No way. What?
0: Nish, M- the guy Michelle Gondry who directed Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind directed The Green Hornet with Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's so That's, crazy. That's so weird. Hollywood's weird, man. Like, I know. Dang, well, now I really want to watch it because Eternal Sunshine's one of my all-time favorites.
1: Don't get your hopes up too high. Okay. But uh, just try to put yourself in a high school mindset if you watch Green sure. Hornet. I'll say that. Like, it's it's basically like... Because it, it was very much in Seth Rogen's uh, stoner movie era, and they, I think they try to bring over some of like that type of that type of humor and like that set, that Seth Rogen charisma, you know, but like the stoner type. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. So, what would you? Uh, would you? I started this episode by saying that I believe The Conjuring is an instant modern classic, and it stands with The Exorcist and, and all these other classic horror movies what What? how do you feel about it yeah no it's a four and a half out of five okay for me i think i think that like he
0: like we were saying he's kind of he's not hitting a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten with every one of his um just in terms of horror like he did set the bar for saw and then i Mm -hmm. would argue he did it again with insidious and then Mm -hmm. conjuring even though those like use a lot of the same tricks Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't like done it since then, but I think that he's like, he's a name in horror and yeah. he will be remembered for sure.
1: Oh um, yeah. So yeah, no, oh, it's a classic. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, streaming on Even HBO. I think all, for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the conjuring movies in the spinoffs are on HBO max. A couple yeah, of them right. are randomly on Netflix, but, uh, yeah, if you want to watch all of them, HBO max is a place to go. So yep. yep. Perfect. well, any other final thoughts? Get ready for vengeance. Dude, I am so excited to talk about vengeance. Like I'm trying not to I'm trying not to talk, I want to talk about it like right now, but I'm, I know we yeah, wait not, until until we have Olivia anything. with us. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, Vengeance BJ Novak's uh latest movie. Uh, that's be that'll be the next episode coming out. Um and after that, who knows? You'll have to you have to wait and see.
0: Yeah. Actually, you can know. I think we tweeted our schedule <laughs> well, for I think the rest did, of the actually. year. We did actually, but yeah, I think after that it's Fantastic Mr. Fox.
1: Pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah, I'm the most. I think the one I'm looking forward to the most for the rest of the year is when we talk about Little Women closer to Christmas time. Yeah, that's gonna be, I think we're gonna also. have. I think we're gonna have our wives on the episode. Is that the plan? I think so. If we can make it happen, I think we can. I'm truly, truly, going to have some actual Little Women on the podcast which
0: will be very cool
1: uh,
0: a, a little woman and two taller than normal than average women
1: <laughs> that'll be the title of the episode yeah.
0: <laughs> and we'll let everyone figure uh, out uh who is who so yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. all right hit us with hit us with our outro isaac thank
0: you for listening um thank you walter for producing this episode please remember to rate review and subscribe please share this with anyone that. Um, you think would enjoy this episode? Who likes James Wan, the Conjuring, uh, universes, um, and please, uh, if you can, if you listen on Apple, please give us a review on Apple. That helps us out a lot. We mm-hmm. are, I, I, this is kind of random, but I found out the other day that we're in like the upper eighty-five percent of podcasts who get a little bit more exposure because we have more than fifteen ratings. If I'm not mistaken,
1: hell oh, yeah, um, brother.
0: So yeah keep Let's that up. up keep it up and we will be back in a couple days or a week or so with vengeance
1: later this week i'll say yeah,
0: later this week yeah as of the halloween uh, yeah yeah as of halloween <laughs> so vengeance bj novak lots of ideas lots of jokes lots of flower country oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be there be square yeah Walter, this was fun. Follow my lead. Good times. Good times. And happy Halloween. You can skip me. Happy Halloween. He made <laughs> his way to the town saloon the day Robert Palin murdered me.
1: It was also the night that the skeletons came to life. They came from under the ground. And from all over the- they
0: grabbed the preacher's daughter. He aimed to shoot her at my crown. He cocked that crooked hammer back and he brought that hammer down.
1: Exactly! Wow. The bones are the skeleton's money. In our world, bones equal dollars. That's why they're coming out tonight to get their bones from you. The skeletons will pull your hair up, but not out. All they want's another chance at life. They've never seen so much food as this. Undergrounders have as much
0: food as this, and the worms are their money, the bones are their dollars, and the The wheat- bullet
1: ripped inside my chest... The-